Phil Buzz Rothfield's been waiting patiently. Buzz, good morning. It's been a year of many, many highlights, mate, but yours was? Oh, Ray, what a tough question. I'll go Ash Barty, though, and it seems like it didn't even happen this year, but Ash Barty winning the Australian Open, the first Australian to do so, the women's title, in 44 years. She beat Danielle Collins, the American, 6-3-7-6. What a champion. To have Yvonne Goolagong Corley there to, as part of the theatre was just, I loved it. It was really, really special moment. And hey, hey, Buzz, yeah. Buzz, let's relive that moment. Ash Barty is the Australian Open champion. Yeah, it was pretty special, wasn't it, Buzz? And remember, she had the whole nation sort of going with her every match, sort of willing her over. It's a bit like that Kathy Freeman in Olympics. I was just going to say that, uh, Ray, that, 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 like it, it wasn't a, it wasn't Wimbledon, it wasn't the US Open. It was our town, or Melbourne, our country, and so much pressure. But she just, I know she won 7-6 the second set, but and then she gives the game away. Just an incredible human being and just had enough of the high-pressure life and living out of a suitcase. And But, wow, yeah. I think it's fair to say that she is, she'd is she win any popularity contest amongst any Australian sports star. Yeah, hands down. Buzz, yeah. primarily today we want to get you on to talk about and celebrate a great year of sport and to go through your column. But I have to ask you about your thoughts last night, Buzz, what unfolded mm. in Melbourne. Oh, well, I've written a piece in the paper, Bulldog, and it was disgusting, wasn't it? It was really, really horrible thing to happen. And what I've said, it's, and I'm sure you guys have said it too, just two weeks after the Socceroos gave um, soccer and the A-League in particular a huge shot in the arm that we get a pitch invasion, the player assaulted, the match abandoned, the goalkeeper left concussed, you know, these are probably the most violent scenes I've seen at any sporting event in this country. It's disgusting. And not only do these supporters need to be banned for life by the A-League and, and the people who run the A-League, I think the police have got an ample opportunity, some video, to charge these people and put them before a court and mm. Not just fine them heavily, but come down on them as hard as they possibly can. It was just disgraceful, wasn't it? And um, I would look at that, and if my kids were still young and I was thinking of taking them to an A-League game, I would not go. I don't believe A-League games are safe. But look, the Sydney Derby, there was misbehaviour outside. They broke about 30 seats. They let off flares. But the number one thing they've got to do is increase their security because the security last night was hopeless, totally overpowered. Well, well, Buzz, and Buzz, how do, Buzz, how do they get flares into a ground? I don't know. I saw a tweet from Kath Durkin on Fox Sports. She gets pulled up for having lipstick in a handbag. Correct. Yeah, all sorts of things. You can't take alcohol. How do they get flares in That's what I'm in talking there? about, security, guys. Yeah. It was disgusting. And those mugs, they don't go to watch soccer. They go to have a blue. Mm. And you know what? Back, I remember back in 2013, 2014, and the faces of all the 
Sydney FC and Western Wanderers fans who'd been banned were plastered over the front page of the paper. They were named and they were shamed and there were school teachers, all sorts of people in there. And you know what the soccer family did? They blew up about the coverage. Mm. But it's the only way they're going to stop this. They've got to name and shame and get these hooligans out of sport altogether. It was disgusting. Buzz, the irony is in your column today, you've gone through and given out multiple awards. It's an absolute must-read for any sports fans. But your male team of the year, before this happened, obviously, your male team of the year, you wrote, mm. was the Socceroos. So and they deservedly so. And deservedly yeah. so. So they obviously, their run through the World Cup impacted on you for you to name them as the male team of the year. Oh, yeah. Well, look at what Penrith did and teams, you know, um, won what back-to-back premierships. But... No one caught the nation's heart like the Socceroos did, did they, in Qatar. And to make that last 16 and go so very close to the great Argentinian side, um, look, we, were, we, we nearly equalised, didn't we, towards the end of that mm-hmm. game. To, but to win two games after we were beaten 4-1, I think it was, by France, was just a magnificent performance. And... Look, I, I didn't have the space to name a coach of the year, but you could probably throw Graham Arnold in for that as well. Hey, Buzz, my good friend sitting right alongside me, Dean Bulldog mm. Ritchie, he made your oh. column today. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I've done, as <laughs> I normally do, is done a, seg- a little uh, panel on those who won't exchange Christmas cards. Mm. The, the base of the ugly is feuds in sport and um, rugby legal. But Dennis Bullfrog Ritchie <laughs> had a major, major falling out with Andre Ponga, Callum right Ponga's man. dad. Yeah. Well, have you patched that up? I no. have a lot of blues during the year, dog, and I patched mine up. Have you done yours? No, I haven't not? yet. Why don't you? Andre got up at that press conference, remember? <laughs> he said, what's that bloke's name? Dennis Bullfrog Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. He knew and who you I was. Have, because were you there, Dino? <laughs> Sorry, Buzz. Hey, there was a good one in racing, right? I didn't know Richard Friedman and Michael Friedman were off each other after mm, splitting. Yeah. From, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, mate, in a family situation like that? Brotherly, they'll patch it up. Brotherly love. They'll, they'll, they'll rise above it one day. I really do. Look, there is a lovely one that I've put in there for the last couple of years is Wayne Bennett and Ben Iken, his son-in-law. Mm and who's also the general manager of the Broncos, but they hadn't spoken for a couple of years. Gee. But I'm told uh, Wayne picked up the phone, but, but they had a good chat, and they're, they're now talking. And I just think it's a beautiful story going into Christmas. I really do, because, um, look, they're both very, very high-profile people, and not all family fallouts go public like theirs did. And um, I, I'm really pleased for all parties there going into Christmas. Have you managed to stick any of your own feuds in that column, or is that for next week when you've got a spare full page? Well, you obviously have read this, dog. I have put myself in there. I put myself in with Michael Clark. Yeah, but only once. Do you want me to list off the other 37? <laughs> no, uh, I've actually done a podcast on all my feuds. I think right. it's up online now. And when you do a podcast on my feuds, it takes a couple of hours. It's, it's, it's longer than Gone with the Wind. Yeah, but did you? I had a decent old yeah. think again with. With Clarky last week. Yeah. Oh, he started bagging the border medal. <laughs> and I don't want you guys to take sides, but... I'll take a side, I'll take his. 
Oh, were you? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, Buzz, you've got headings in your column, and under no-shows, in a shocking snub, only three players from the Dragons turn up to presentation night. That was a bad moment of the year, wasn't it, for the, the, the famous well, Red it, V? It, it, it's funny you mention that, Dog, because that's what led to the, uh, the blow-up with Pup. Uh, on Monday, I think it's absolutely disgraceful. Now I can understand six, seven, eight, maybe were unavailable. They've just been picked in the World Cup. I think some of them are already on a plane to England. Some were away on their holidays, but there are about fifteen players still in town, and that they didn't turn up, and only three did, says a lot about the culture at St George Illawarra. I've spoken to Anthony Griffin since he doesn't even want to go there. But he's telling me that he has 30 committed players for next year and they're going to do a lot better than many people expect. A huge year for Anthony Griffin, isn't it, with his job on the line probably in the first eight weeks. But it was not certainly uh, a good one you've raised there, not a good look for the Dragons. Uh, Hey, Buzz, we'll talk about predictions next year when we return, but can the Dragons make the eight? Uh, Look... I think there's only two or three sides, Ray, that can't make the eight. The Dragons, in their favour, have a very, very soft draw, I think you'll find, in the first six weeks. And I think they showed at different times last year they are a very capable football side. I'm a little bit worried about their spine, the the full-back position, for starters, with Cody Cody Ramsey still crook and, and probably won't start the season. Um, so, uh, look, they've got Ben Hunt but at, at halfback, but I'm not sure about the hooker and the 5-8 raid. So it might be a struggle. Mm. I think their best finish will be about 10th. What's on for Chrissy, Buzz? What's on for Chrissy? Um, mate, I've had that many Christmas parties. I'm nearly Christmas <laughs> out. <laughs> Still got a week to, <laughs> a go. Of, week to go. Yeah. I had a couple of sensational uh, lunches uh, during the week. Then I went up to your stamping ground at Foster for a couple of nights. Beautiful which was spot. Wonderful, dog. Yes. Your town. Yes. Um, I saw the big sign-up, the next race meeting on January 14. 14, Seafood Day. I will be there with many mm. of my friends to drink and be merry and enjoy. Coastal racing at its very, wow. very best. Yeah, it is. And, Ray, I'll tell you what I'm doing for New Year because mm-hmm. um, he'll be listening as we speak. My great friend, Scott Boo Bailey. Mm-hmm. He is listening. Yeah. He's been and messaging again. He's messenger, has he? Okay. Yeah. And Peter Fitzgerald, I'm going to Byron Bay and we're going to sit there in a really flash restaurant New Year's Day. And we're going to have a few cool drinks and some good food. Who's Byron paying? Bay. Wow. I don't know, dog. We'll probably... Uh, Fitzy's we'll corporate probably... card, eh? Yeah, Fitzy's corporate, <laughs> Fitzy's we'll corporate card. Pay. I think Fitzy's corporate card will be closed after his recent activities. Mate, Buzz, <laughs> I know one thing. Boo won't pay. Geez, he's no, very, very that. careful with his coin. Yeah, yes, he is. No, but um, I think, guys, we've all had a bit of a break, haven't we? And look, before I go, I, do, I don't know if you guys have mentioned it. Um, congratulations on those ratings that came out last week. The highest in the history of the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend Edition. And I know you guys put a lot of time and effort with Tanya and the rest of the staff there to make it a great show, That what it is. And well done. And enjoy your break. You certainly deserve it. Thanks, Buzz. And without um, sucking up to you, because I don't need to, but it is guys like you and, mm. and Zorba and Mossy and, and, and Jared Daffy and you know, the yeah. whole crew that come on every week. Yep. Make the show special. I spoke, 
I spoke to the Golden Greeks during the week. Mm. How old's Orby? He's, oh. he's been around. Richie Callender, Buzz, I, sh- I didn't mention yeah. Richard either. Yeah, yeah, Richie. But the Golden Greeks take him most of the credit for this <laughs> outstanding achievement. Right. Does he take credit hey? if we go down next to the survey? Yeah. No. What, yeah. what, what does Dino say when the ratings go down? Every man of the life, right? Every man of the life. Yeah, none of us know anything about it or want to know anything about it. Yeah. Hey, no, but, well done, boys. Yeah, hey, good on you, Buzz. Thanks so much for your contributions during 2022. I know you're going to join me for a couple of weeks before Dino comes back in early Feb, so I look forward to that. Yeah, hey, cool. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Buzz, and um, I'll keep yeah. texting during the cricket over summer. Yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> and uh, to our listeners, too, have a great break and. Happy New Year. Talk soon.